We are talking about black music right now on a frank conversation because there is never a moment that I'm not playing something from my favorite artists. Doesn't really matter if it's jazz, blues, R&B, classic soul, rock, or country. Because all of it has roots in black music. According to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, in 1979, President Jimmy Carter designated June as a time to highlight contributions of black musicians. So, music giants Karen White, Gregory Williams, and Jakeem Joyner explained black music. That's the heartbeat of the culture. It's, it's like, you know, a lifeline. And that's what music has been for me and I believe for the culture. It represents, you know, like in the 60s, it was revolutionary. In the 70s, it was healing. In the 80s, big crossover, you know, so I was just, it represents the times. Black music is music, period. From again, classical, to jazz, to R&B, to rock, to pop. When you listen to music for the very first time, there's this uh, immersive feeling that you have that the song gives to you. Um, and But then as a writer, you come back and you hear it again, and then you hear something else. And then you listen again, and then you hear something else, especially some of, from, from some of your favorite artists like Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. Jakeem is a saxophonist, producer, and author. He has a single out right now, Missing You. But Greg took us back to the beginning. My career with Motown began by me meeting Jermaine Jackson in an elevator. Mm. And I was, yeah, it's a, it's a serious story, man. And the funny thing about it, is that I was thinking this morning, had I not gotten mad enough to go in that building, I wouldn't have built in the Sue Berry White. That's a whole story. Had I not gotten mad enough to go in that building that morning with one tape, I would not have met Jermaine Jackson and his wife Hazel Gordy. And Switch may not may not have had a career on Motown. Greg founded R and B band Switch. You may recall, there'll never be. I call your name and love over and over again. I won't bother singing them myself. When you heard Never Be Playback, did the way it the way it came together, was it exactly the way you had it in your head or was it even better? It was better. It was much better. I mean, and the thing was is that we go into, Bobby and I used to work very closely together. And at the time, Del Never Be was created. We were living in an apartment together. And he woke me up one night and he, he played the thing for me and we fell in love. And okay, call Barry Gordy, who, you know, who we had access to, and he let us record it. But still, from that living room to a record, my God, it went through leaps and bounds and it became something very magical. It was great from the beginning, from my personal opinion, but it went through leaps and bounds and became very magical for us. That kind of explains what makes a hit. They all say multiple people are involved in the process. A lot of networking happens too. Karen explains. Do you all know in that very moment, oh, I got one right here? Mm. Or does it kind of pop up by surprise? Or have you said, oh, I got one? And it's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> As a songwriter, uh, producer, arranger, and all of the madness that comes with making music, sometimes you know. Sometimes, you Sometimes. know, more than not, though, you pray. <laughs> and the bottom line is, from, from where you start to where you finish is 100 miles. Yep. And a whole bunch of different views in the course of that trip. But the bottom line is, if you're true to what you do, you bring it. 
even yeah. if it isn't a hit, because hit is determined mm -hmm. by a whole bunch of elements, not yeah. just you and who's ever singing and who's ever playing, but then there are business people that are involved mm -hmm. that determine what kind of coverage you get, what kind That's of attention you get, and yeah. what the bottom line outcome. So yeah. again, I revert back to the pure state of it, which is the creative state of it. And bottom line is we just give it what we can give it and mm -hmm. write. And yeah. sometimes you say, I got one. And sometimes you yeah. say, well, I don't know. It's interesting because um, my first hit song, um, I'm Waiting For You, was uh, number one um, on the billboard. I didn't think that it was going to be a hit song. I, You know, it was actually track number eight or nine on the album, <laughs> which is like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, this is just one of those songs. And all of a sudden, you know, it's being played all, all over the world. And, and next thing you know, it's a hit song. You just pray, like Gregory said. But, you know, when we're in the studio, we just want to be creative and we try our best to be ourselves and put our authentic artistry, um, you know, artist sound out there for you guys. But we never know, you know, sometimes you do have a song and you're like, I, I really feel this one might do it, you know, but there's <laughs> a lot of other people making decisions. Karen, tell me about that first time you heard yourself on the radio. Oh my God. <laughs> you, you better not forget this. The first song I had on the radio was with the amazing Jeff Lorber, the fusion artist. Um, and I was a featured artist on this album that he did. And it was called The Facts of Love. Dun, 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 dun. And yeah, so I'm, I'm driving in the car and my, what did I have, a Camaro? And you know, you just pull over and you, you know, I'm screaming and right. just that. Uh, it had to happen, but you know you have you have to have such big faith, and when it does, it's just, it's just incredible. It's like confirmation of like wow. And I want to say something right now because Greg is a big part of my beginning. His group Switch, the drummer Jody Sims yes. was I was in a band, and uh, he was the producer and the founder of the group. And so I would talk about hit songs. Going in the studio, listening to Switch, they'll never be. And I mean, I could just keep going on. There's such they have such an extensive catalog, but they really did groom me on how to write a hit song, how to perform a hit song. And I'm humbled by it. Even today, I am because there have been so many greats that I've had an opportunity to actually witness and them become, and also work with over the years. And it gave me something to strive for. Because there was so much, especially at Motown, man. I mean, Ooh. I didn't envision Motown mm -hmm. as my label because it was like well, up here, mm -hmm. sure. you know. But then meeting Jermaine in the elevator and everything else transpiring from there let me know that great music has to live, period. <laughs> and somebody with the right mindset and the right amount of attention will take it where it needs to go. And, of course, I was blessed to be able to work with Mr. Barry Gordy himself as well. Mm. So all that makes a difference. Every bit of that made a difference. Ooh. Wow. What was that magic you saw in Karen? You said Karen brought the magic to begin with. What was that? Personality and, and vocal ability from the mm -hmm. very beginning, not to mention Q. Come on. You <laughs> <laughs> had it all. <laughs> what is the common thread among all of them Woo. that really just has that it factor? Well, that I would say soulful, but they all are great entertainers. I would say that, and and that's the error that I that really embraced that I, I embraced because I, I 
you know, the song is one thing, you know, you be in the studio and you have to deliver it. But when you get on stage, that's where for me, it's like, how do you connect with that audience and how do you, you know, just win them over plus make them fall in love with the person and not just the song. So you have a career because, you know, hit songs are very rare and you're grateful, you know, and thankful if you have a few in your catalog, what we call evergreens. But if you have an audience that that loves you and that you're entertaining to and you just give to them, they'll they'll support you throughout your career. Maybe their influence can make what's old new again. Uh, these are busy folks, so here's what they have going on right now. The book's been out for a couple of years. It's still selling. The reviews have been great. It's been well-received, and I'm thankful and proud of just getting it off my chest, first of all. And again, the name of the book is Switch to Barge, Motown, and Me. Folks can get that on uh all of the websites, Border Books, Amazon, all of them, but also on my website, www.switchentertainmentworld.com. The advantage to getting it there is you can ask for me to sign it and I'll do that. But besides the book and all that, Switch is out, we're working. It's, I'll call it a mini tour. Right now we're doing a bunch of city wineries, but we're doing, what, Yoshi's Oakland uh, on the 22nd of July, uh, what, LA on August 10th, and then city wineries, which we're doing uh, Philadelphia, Chicago, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Nashville. So, and we're doing that at the end of August. So fortunately, we're alive and well, trying to make it do what it do, and we see what happens from here. Just thankful to be here, though, bottom line. I'm touring, I'm excited about that. I'll be in Los Angeles. I haven't been in Los Angeles in a long time, so this means a lot to me. I'm gonna be there um, at the Hollywood Park to July 27th, then I got Grand Rapids, Detroit, Cincinnati, Atlanta. So and then I'll be going to South Africa. And I want to sh uh, talk about my film and my soundtrack. It's called Gale in the Storm, bringing back the song. So um, this is, this is, this is a, a music film. I, um, I co-produced it and co-starred in it, co-wrote it. And it's about a legendary singer who steps away from the business. And she hooks up with a revolutionary music producer and he tries to get her back into the business. So this is uh, this is me playing a character, kind of like a Shaka Khan, uh, Tina Turner type character. And um, you can get this, it'll be streaming soon on all platforms in July, but you can get it on my website, along with uh, the CD and the movie at karenwhite.me, K-A-R-Y is white.me. Thank you. Good one. Absolutely. Congrats on that, honey. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Good. Congrats Most on all the Black Music Month. We want to support <laughs> Black music, right? Yes. Yes. Everyone, support Black music and mm -hmm. independent artists because uh, we need your help. Yes. <laughs> so, so Karen, you're saying I don't need to buy the burn DVD from the barbershop? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Look, brother man, brother man, making noise. Brother man, like, oh no. <laughs> and Jaquim, what you got going? Yes, yeah, so um, my latest single, Missing You, um, just cracked the uh, top 10 on a billboard. Um, again, 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to do that or not. It, it was one of those songs where I'm like, you know, hopefully, and I was praying, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's doing really well right now. It's a brand new single. I'm also um, on tour. I'll be uh, in DC at Blues Alley. I'm also going to be at Yoshi's too, uh, Gregory, uh, this fall too. So I'll be at Yoshi's Good one. traveling all over uh, uh, the country, you know, spreading the gospel of music. Um, but if you want to find out more about me, you can just go to my website, jackkeemjoyner.com, or you can follow me on IG at jackkeemjoyner. Do yourself a favor. Go back and listen to their work. Happy Black Music Month. And like Greg said, Black music is music, period. You know we do these episodes bi-weekly, so check out previous episodes. And until next time, have a good one.